What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mastermind Podcast. And today we got a special guest, Andre. And here we're here to learn from Andre about his journey to becoming a business owner and running his own outstanding credit coaching program. Andre, would you like to introduce yourself to the peoples? Oh, thank you very much. Um, in regards, um, everybody, my name is Andre J. Volsi. <clears throat> I run a funding company um, that specializes in getting small business owners and entrepreneurs access to capital. Um, Economic inclusion is something that is very important to me, and I love what I do, and I love bringing this education and um, capital to um, small business owners. Amazing. And we appreciate you uh, for coming on here, taking time out of your day to provide value to the people. I mean, where did your story start? Like, where do you come from? How did you get to where you are today? Oh, um, my story started like this. Um, I was born in in Haiti, um, the poorest um, country mm. in the Western Hemisphere. My family immigrated to Miami, Florida, and we did not immigrate to the best neighborhood. So at an early age, I saw what um, not having access to capital um, can do. So I joined the military, um, went to college for my bachelor's degree, then turned around and um, went and got my master's degree in business just so I could give myself a uh, a leg up. And as I went through my journey, I would bump into small business owners and entrepreneurs who didn't have the, the knowledge or the background that I did and wanted to replicate um, my results. And slowly but surely, um, no matter what business you're in, at some point in time, you're going to need access to capital. And that's how I lucked into this business. Amazing, amazing. And tell us a little bit more about Haiti. Tell us some things you've learned with, you know, the different cultures of living there. Well, I'll say this. Um, Haiti is um, will keep you humble in regards to um, the country, a beautiful country that experienced a lot of setbacks. And even to today, um, it's still experiencing setbacks. Um, I know um, we've all seen some of the things in regards to some of the natural disasters um, that have taken place and so on. It's just um, hopefully in, in my lifetime, we'll start to make a turn for the better. But as of right now, um, there's still some long ways, to, long ways to go in regards to that country. Mm-hmm. And with your parents, you know, growing up in Haiti, I'm sure they were always working hard. I'm sure you, you know, probably were able to look at them as an example of like how to hustle and how to just get stuff done. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Um, I tell people to this day, I learned how to be an entrepreneur um, for my parents because my parents... Unfortunately, when you migrate to a new country, the education and the small amount of wealth you accumulate stays in that other country. So you could be a doctor in your country. Um, For example, my father worked for the newspaper. And when you get over here, hey, you're a cab driver, you work, you're a gardener, you're whatever. So from the onset, I learned how what hard work was about, what determination was about, what what perseverance is about. And that all comes from um, me watching my parents um, go through the struggle and always making a way for us. That's amazing. And it's amazing that you were able to pick up on that and really read off what your parents were doing and apply it to yourself. What like got you started in the uh, funding for business owners? What got you started in that industry? Oh, um, what ultimately got me started in funding is that I had a couple of small businesses and I I went I didn't think anything special of it. I went and got funding for myself so that way I could start smart these um start these small businesses. And then slowly but surely I would interact with dis- different business owners who, you know, 
used their life savings, borrowed from family, you name it. And their minds were blown that um, someone relatively so young could tap into the power of OPM, other people's money, to um, start these endeavors. So as they um, started to inquire, and I um, slowly but surely started with a few clients, helping them along the way, I realized that even though this was something that um, was common to me, it wasn't common to a lot of people out there and that there was a space out there for people who wanted to learn about this so that way they could better um, their lives. And that's how I looked into it. Mm, that's great. And what's some like ways that you see business owners misusing their capital? Um, I, I always say this. Um, debt and capital or funding is like water. Um, on the surface of it, we all need water. Um, water is a great thing. But, hey, as we know, you can drown from water. So mm. the number one way I will say that business owners um, misuse um, their capital is this. When they acquire their capital, they don't already have a job for that capital. And what I mean by that is um, if you come into um, a large um, chunk of money, magically you're going to become the, um, the best looking guy in the world, even me. So, and what I mean by that is people going to gravitate to you. Everybody's going to have a story. Everybody's going to have um, something that they need it for. Everybody's going to have the emergency. Why um, work hard or figure out their problems when Andre could figure out their problems for you? So mm-hmm. have a plan for that capital before you get it and learn to say no. Um, that's the thing I can tell um, most business owners. Amazing, amazing. And like, what's like the structure of when you're trying to strategize with a business? Oh, it depends on um, the business owner, where they're at, um, how much revenue they they make, um, how long they've been in business, what industry they are. So we sit down with each individual business owner and gauge exactly um, where they currently are, what their goals are, how much capital they need, um, where they stand. Um, credit wise. And then basically what we do is we map out a plan to take them where they want to be. Amazing. Amazing. And like, I know you said your parents were your inspiration, but like who was another inspiration that you really looked up to and you gained a lot of knowledge from and learned lessons from? Oh, you know what? There there, there are plenty of inspirations along the way. And I'm afraid if, if I miss one person, I'm probably going to get a phone call and, um, from teachers to close friends. <laughs> um, of course, um, there are many um, a litany of business owners and entrepreneurs out there that um, we've read their books. But trust me, um, this is not a self-made person. A lot, a lot of people have had their hands in my pot, and I would not be here um, without their help. Amazing, amazing. I love, I love showing the love to everybody. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. So, like. With you, you know, obviously you got that hustler's mindset. And I feel like today in our generation, a lot of kids, they have all the information of the internet and everything, but a lot of them don't want to actually put in the work. What really allows you to put in that effort and say, okay, I'm going to actually get this done instead of just consuming all day? I'll say this, um, and I'm not going to say it's a generational thing. I'm going to just say it's an overall um, where we are today. This, So Mm. it's not about... Um, a Gen Z, um, Gen Z, um, millennial, Gen X. It's just overall. Um, we're inundated with information um, nowadays. When, it's not the day and age of where if you wanted to find out something, you had to go to Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica to go look for it. 
in two seconds, you can find the information. I think um, what's hardest for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners today is putting the correct pieces in the correct order. So we have the information. Just think of it like a puzzle. They dropped it. Now we don't know which piece comes first um, or second or third or fourth. To, to say that, I believe mentorship. No, I know mentorship is something that a lot of people need today. Because think about it. Anybody that has been in any type of profession, whether we know it or not, we've gotten a mini mentorship from somebody that's working there. Somebody took us under the wing and said, hey, Andre, you know what? If I'm working at Starbucks, hey, two pumps of this, three pumps of this. Hey, exactly. um, at 7 a.m., you know, the drive through is crazy. Hey, this old lady, somebody along the way has guided you. And I think, it, no, I know in business, we need the same thing is just that with the wealth of information that we receive today, everybody thinks that they're an island. They can figure it out on themselves. And mm. what ultimately end up happening is we we waste a lot of time, which we can't get back. We waste a lot of money, <laughs> which most of the times we can't get back. And the the some of us that are not as strong as um as others get discouraged and wash out. Mm. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, with you saying everybody needs a mentor, where do you go to find a mentor? Like, where would you, if you were an 18-year-old that just graduated high school, where would you look to find somebody you can uh, mirror? So in regards to finding somebody um, you can mirror, number one, you have to focus in on one thing. Um, a lot of us, we have a million different ideas. We want to go in a million different directions. I always tell people, build one thing first. Build one mm. thing. Find someone credible and and th that that's going to be um the hard part but find somebody that's credible that has a track record of success don't be afraid to um you're going to interview the person as much as that person's going to interview you whatever that mentorship um costs somehow some way save up for or even see if that person has something where if you come in and you have a certain level of success either they have equity in you or you find some way to pay them back, find that right mentor. And I guarantee you, if you find that right mentor and follow their um, path of success, you will get to the wizard a lot faster than you would on your own. You're 100% right. And, you know, I heard you say you started up uh, two different businesses when you moved to Miami. Is that correct? Um, no, actually, um, when I left the military, I got into, uh, matter of fact, more than um, two different businesses. But the businesses that I went and ac um, got access to capital for was, number one, a barbershop. As crazy as it may sound, I tell people to this day, I don't know how to cut hair. I've never been a barber. <laughs> but I saw an ad for from an older gentleman that had a barbershop where I think like 10 or 12 barbers um, already there. Um, mm. They paid a set amount a week. Um, the shop was fully functional. It didn't need me to have hands-on. Basically, I was an absentee owner. So I, I went and told um, the people around me the idea. They thought I was crazy because, number one, you don't cut hair. But I looked at, hey, if I went and accessed this much amount of capital and paid this gentleman off um, because he, he had the shop for close to 30 years, I could have that shop for um, 20 years and the amount of capital that 
I could receive it go up through the roof. So I I use the power of leveraging my credit to go and access the capital. Bingo bango, paid that gentleman off. And to this day, I have that shop. It's up and running. And the amount of value that it's given me versus what I've put out is tenfold. That's amazing. And, you know, not only did you use, leverage the capital you had, I think you also leveraged the relationships you were able to build. That's one thing in entrepreneurship that I think is really important is being able to develop connections, develop relationships with other people that you know that can provide value in your life. That's one of the most important things I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you might have to say that twice so the people in the back can hear you. <laughs> And so with you being in the military, I know there's some lessons you gained from, you know, living in that constructive environment. Could you tell the people some things you learned about that? Look, this, this is one thing I'll tell the people about military. I, I'll tell people it's the best um, years of my life. Mm. No matter, um, and some, some people don't want to believe that. In regards to the military, the military um, teaches a certain um, form of structure. And it also makes you hone in on what you want or what you don't want um, in your life. For myself, that came to a certain point where I knew it was time for me to exit, and I will never forget, um, they offered me a contract, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And <laughs> they told me, hey, you know what? You're not going to make it out there because you know it, it's hard. And I go, you know what? I I, I think I will um, because you have to think about it. Um, basically, on the military, you're on call 24-7. If you break down your pay um, over a 24-hour period, you're working for peanuts. So if I can condense that amount of time to 8, 14, 16 hours and get paid 10 times, 20 times that, um, I think I'll be able to survive. So trust me, the military is a great thing. Um, any young person out there that wants to see the world, wants to um, um, take some time and hone in and who they are, without encouraging college debt and get college paid for you afterward, I always suggest um, the military. Amazing, amazing. And like, what made it click in your head when you were in the military? Like, you know, I'm spending too much time, you know, doing this and I'm not getting enough value in return. Oh, well, um, case in point, somebody could wake you up at two o'clock in the morning and say, go do this. And you, <laughs> you have to go. And you're exactly. like, man, come on. I, I I know there has to be a better way. You know, that alone will, will get you going. How many of us like being woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Not a single person. A, a, exactly. So if, <laughs> if you kept having that happen to you and they go like, and you sit down like, look, man, I don't care if I have to sell ice cream cones in Alaska. <laughs> if I don't have to get woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to figure a way um, to make it out. Amazing, amazing. And was that pressure kind of put on you by your parents? Because I feel like a lot of kids, they end up having that pressure to go to college or, you know, to figure out something right away the second they get out of high school. Was that pressure on you? I, actually, you know what? The, um, my parents and particularly my mom, my mom did not want me to go into the military. And the reason mm. I say this is, um, believe it or not, I started off as an artist. So um, I got a partial um, scholarship to a school called Savannah um, School of Art. In Savannah, Georgia, they, you know, put that lovely paper with the tuition and everything. And I knew um, where my parents came from. And I looked at the tuition. I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and I will never forget this. You know, my mom told me this. You know what? Artists do not make a lot of money. And she says this. You may be a great artist, 
but more than likely your kids or your grandkids will eat off the fruits of your great work. You're going to be sleeping on somebody's couch for a while until you get a name for yourself. So look, um, nothing wrong with sleeping on couches, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I wanted somewhere to that I, I could go to figure out, hey, what am I going to do? And ultimately, like I said, going into the military, having to wake up at um, butt crack early in the morning and dealing with people's BS for a few pennies on the dollar made me realize, like, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do. Anything I do will make more money than this, and I won't be sleeping on somebody's couch. So that's how I lucked into um, where I am right now. Amazing, amazing. And with the barbershop business, what are some lessons like you learned from, I'm sure there was times where, you know, you were struggling and there's things that you could tell the people that they would be able to pick up on and learn from? Oh, this is what I learned in regards um, to um, business in general, um, dealing with that that business. Number one, it's important that you have the right people in there. It doesn't matter if they're making you money. If they're not the right person, get them out. Because mm. <laughs> relationships are more important than um, um, money. And the reason I say that is this. Um, if somebody's a headache, just because they're a headache that pays doesn't mean they're not a headache. <laughs> mm. So relationships are very important. Also, once again... Have a plan. In regards to that business, I, I structured everything out. I saw how much time it would take me to break even. I saw how much um, I would be making um, profit-wise. Boom. Start making that, that money work. When I got to the point of the break-even point, I didn't just cash out and say, look, I'm set. I took that capital and then put it in another venture. I went and bought, believe it or not, a nail mm. salon. And then so on and so on. So... Don't just cash out. Put that um put that capital to work doing something else. You'll be you'll be you'll be thankful later. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of people, you know, when they start their first business, like you said, they cash out and then they don't know what to do. They just they're sitting on a pile of money and they're just like, Well, what what do I do now? They're trying to figure out the next step. But it was great that you were able to identify, you know, okay, I gotta make this step, now I gotta take the next step. And that really just comes with planning, you know, your decisions out. But if you could go back to when you were to your 16-year-old self, like what are some things you do to build yourself up to become more independent? Oh, uh, in regards to my 16-year-old self, I would basically um I would introduce my 16-year-old self to um credit and funding <clears throat> a, a lot earlier because um I, I I look at it now um and you could look at a lot of young entrepreneurs on how they blow up. The pop, people don't understand the power of credit and leveraging um, credit to get funding. Like literally, you can roll out of your bed today, have an idea. If you're structured correctly, if you have the correct credit, you can literally go and get tap into 100K of capital and make your heart's desire um, basically come to fruition. Like to me, I really don't think people understand how magical that is. Basically, it's like you have a genie if you use it correctly. <laughs> and what are some ways people can build up credit from a young age? So, b- b- something as simple as this. If you have a family member, friend who has good to decent credit, they can do something as simple as add you as an authorized user to their credit card and already you have a history of positive credit. 
Um, grab, going to your local credit union and getting a secure card because most of us start out with um, jobs where we're making a couple of hundred bucks a week. Grabbing a secure credit card and just borrowing some money off that credit card and paying it in full every month like clockwork for the normal things that we buy. Ice cream, cell phone bill, you know it. So that way you start to form a habit of borrowing, paying back and forth, borrowing, paying back and forth, borrowing, paying back and forth. Once you start those positive habits, now you have these institutions, they're ready to take a chance on you when you have that big brain idea. Amazing, amazing. And like, what made you such a risk taker? Because obviously, you know, leaving the military, being because you're probably comfortable in the military, you know, just a routine lifestyle. What made you to have the ability to say, okay, I can take a risk, you know, I'm willing to bet on myself? To, to be honest, it, it's not taking a risk at all. Um, we're in the day and age, and the pandemic proved it, we're in a day and age where people bet on themselves. How many people um, through the pandemic was like, you know what? Peace out on this job. I'm going to go um, live the life I want to live. I'm going to go to Bali and find some remote work. I'm going to do that. So we're in a day and age where um, it's it's not about comfort. It's about living the life that we design. And the life that you want to live, it looks a lot different than the life that I want to live. I may want to just kick it on a hammock somewhere and work three hours a day. For you, it may be chopping wood in Montana, you know, um, smoking cigarettes. It it doesn't matter. So I tell people this, sit down and create a plan on how you want your life to look, by what time you want it to look, and just every day be consistent and working towards that plan. Amazing. And like, what are some ways that you were able to really identify what your plan is? Oh, you, 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 number one, I told you, waking up at butt crack um, 30 on somebody <laughs> else's accord that right yeah. there, well, boom. Number two, I, I I saw the hard work my parents put in, and I go like this. Hey, if they were able to come here at a later age and do this, look, I have to be able to do at least that or more because mm. I got a head start. So things like that and family, friends, what's important to me, I, I laid them all down. How, how much time I want to spend with my family, how much time I want to spend with my friends, what I want my life to look like, um, what is comfortable for me money-wise, I sit down and I crafted a plan and I work backwards to make that happen. Amazing. And I'm sure, you know, seeing your family take that sacrifice to move from Haiti to America, I'm sure there was times where you guys were struggling. It was tough. Did that help you, you know, make make you say, okay, I'm willing to take that sacrifice of, I don't want to be an artist. I want to try and do something and build something bigger so my kids can go do what they want. Oh yeah, hard time. They say hard times make um, hard people, and what I mean by that is this: like the sacrifice that my parents made, I will be eternally grateful. And in regards to um, the art thing, I'm, I am to this day. I'm glad my mom has this conversation with me, and bec- and I tell people this: I never really gave up my passion to be an artist because. Now, my artistry shows up in, in different ways. You know, when mm. I'm sitting down with a business owner and we're crafting a plan on how they could get from point A to point B, to me, that's artistry. Number two, um, when I'm working in my business and I'm doing video or I'm designing things, to me, that's artistry. So 
the creativity that I had, it got moved with inside my business. It doesn't look like, you know, splotches of paint on a wall or a canvas, but now it splotches of paint on an Excel spreadsheet. And when you as the business owner get funded 100K, 200K, 500K, trust me, um, you're kissing that piece of art that I created. I love that. You were able to take a skill that you developed and put it in another sector. That's that's amazing. And like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how does God play a role in your life and like the decisions you make around that? Oh, so in regards to God, um, number one, um, glory be to God. It's all because of him from the people that you surround yourself with. And just like um, I said earlier, in regards to the barbershop um, endeavor, you have to um, surround yourself with like minded people. Um, and that's not saying that I can't do um, business with somebody that um, whose values don't align with, with mine, but you're not going to be in my close circle if, if that's not the case. And um, I know in, in today's day and age that that may sound, you know, um, off kilter, but that's just the way I live my life. Right. And I, I don't think there's a problem with that at all, you know, because. You know, having like-minded people around you, it, it allows you to be in your mind state in a in a full, complete way. Because if you have people that are thinking differently than you, have different ideas, have different goals, their mind are, isn't on the same objective, your mind's not going to be on the same objective. You're going to be balanced between somebody else's thoughts and your thoughts. And it's just going to cause, it's going to cause chaos, you know? Yeah. But, um... It, it it was amazing podcast. I you provided some great value for the people. Um, how can how can they reach out to you? So um, if someone is looking out to reach out to us, there's, there's several avenues on Instagram and all social media platforms. My um, handle is Mogul Up Mindset. So the word Mogul, the word Up and Mindset, because like I said to me, it's all about mindset. If you're looking <clears throat> for a company that helps um, entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, gain access to capital. The name of the company is Avant Cloud. Avant like your favorite singer. Cloud like those fluffy pillows in the sky. Um, and AvantCloud.co.co. So, hey, if you're a business owner, um, entrepreneur that's looking for capital that has been denied by other um, funding companies, hey, this is your this is your message right here to give us a shot to take you to the promised land. Appreciate you guys out there. Amazing, amazing. And I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your value with the people. It was a great talk. And we'll see you guys next time on the Mastermind Podcast. Peace. Hey, that was amazing, man. How you think it